WWE does in fact stand for WWE. Now you're all gonna cry about it, right? You wanna punish people for actually liking professional wrestling? So I'm gonna invoke my privilege. Let me introduce the solutions. I am going to break your mystique. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yowie wowie! Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Lee McNulty. I'm joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. Shit, I was going to mix up the intro. Too late, I guess. Always next week. What's up, dude? <laughs> How are you? Not bad. How you doing? Good. Good. Getting a little extreme. I have some bruises, some bandages. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> this is good banter. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like I am uh, have some bruises, too, but of the emotional kind. Because uh, in standard fashion, I thought that wrestling left a lot to be desired this week. Okay. Maybe Okay, maybe emotional bruising is too far. I, I don't care about it that much. But shall we get into it? What do you want to do? You want to run down the card of Extreme Rules? I saw the last two matches, so I can chime in at that point. If so. Um, <laughs> yes. All sure. Right. All right, cool. Um, card opened up confusingly with uh, two of the best wrestlers in the world to a audience that was barely there oh my god um, so really? was, wait uh, the actual main card no the kickoff show oh wait finn and shin were on the kickoff show yes i see you didn't read my notes get the fuck out of here no i skimmed him i'm sorry I'm, I'm pulling him up now i apologize that's all right uh yeah i skimmed him i didn't i didn't we were gonna record tomorrow so if i'm unprepared which spoiler alert i am that's why it's no excuse though still um so they opened up the kickoff show it was confusing and not only that, but they did a title change. So, I mean, we know what happens with Finn later on in programming. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But um, for what the match was, it was, I mean, a good match. I think they're incapable of having a bad match. But um, very disappointed that it opened up the kickoff show. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it doesn't even, it's almost worse that they had a good match because it was on the kickoff show. That's just a disgrace. Yeah. And then after that, uh, Drew Gulak in his hometown of Philly uh, defended his Cruiserweight Championship against Tony Nese. And, uh... You know, very good match, three and a half stars. It was what it was. And um, I think the, the choice to have this go on after Finn and Shin on the kickoff show was interesting, to say the least, because the audience was basically all there for this. That's crazy. Um, interesting granted, is a fun word. Granted, Drew got a big pop for his hometown, but I, don't, I really don't think Vince cares about him that much to make that a deciding factor. So uh, Astute observation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, but that, that was the kickoff show. It was fine for what it was. So uh, the main show opened up with... Uh, Taker and Roman versus Shane and Drew, which I thought was um, uh, curious but smart after watching the match, I think. Okay, I didn't uh, explain, please, if you don't mind. Like, what do you mean, do you um, mean by that? Cause I don't... Well, first of all, there were three main matches that they were selling the card on, so they had to be scattered in general. They weren't going to do all three yeah. of them back-to-back -back because we know how WWE books have hit with their pay-per-views. Yeah, we know so how that's they do first this. Of all. One at the beginning, one in the middle, one at the end. I got that, uh, but Undertaker's, Undertaker's return to a B-show should have been uh, not here, in my opinion, just um, scene. Yeah, I guess. I mean, an opening, a lot of wrestlers say if they're not closing the show, they want to open it. So I definitely think to kick off a show gives credit to all involved, um, especially the way they started. They started with Shane and Drew walking to the ring backstage. Um, it felt like a big deal. They did the whole video package. Um, and the match itself was surprisingly enjoyable. Undertaker, as I'm sure you read, looked phenomenal because they booked him the way that he should have been booked the whole <laughs> time since 20, whenever his streak was uh, yeah. gone. Um, yeah. So he looked great because he was able to take out Tegan um, and like motivated and, and it was all I was uh, shocked only because I hadn't seen him look like that in a few years. Yeah. And honestly, this is what 
WWE does nowadays. They have to learn lessons by extreme examples of things that we already know. We already knew how to book Taker because of the obvious circumstances of Taker in 2019. Right. Yes. You know, he's old, obviously, um, and he's an attraction, and he's we're trying to preserve the mystique. So, of course, you don't want to have him just out there exposed under the spotlight with no option to tag or anything. That's seems like an obvious lesson to have to have learned. Well, they apparently learned it this time around, and uh, it was it was good. I mean, it, it didn't feel long. Um, oh. You know, the no-holds-barred stipulation was only there so Elias could interfere. Um, so that paid off. There was a moment in the match where you were like, oh, my God, is Shane going to pin Undertaker? Because if you watch, you know, the past few months, that would not be surprising. Yeah, I guess. You're right. And, um, and he didn't, and it, it, all, it all went well. Roman got cheered. Everything they wanted to be accomplished got accomplished, um, outside of the fact that Shane is entering another feud immediately when this should have definitely written him off TV. Um, yeah, that's every, my only complaint. Everything should write him off TV. Everything he does, every time he shows up, should be to be written off TV, but it's probably not going to um, happen. It's not going to start yeah. happening. And I got to tell you, just from the outside looking in, the idea that Roman and Taker won this match, I mean, I know what you're saying about Shane, and I guess that's why maybe part of the reason he's been beating everyone is so that to, to you know, build up the, the suspension of disbelief. For, but from the outside looking in, there was no way that Taker and Roman weren't winning this match. No chance. Well, there was also probably no chance that Roman Reigns was going to lose in uh, Saudi Arabia, but he did, so... Well, to Shane, no, I was saying that it was going to be interesting to see if Vince went with his blood or his prodigal son. I was always saying there was a good chance Shane would win in that one. Um, and Shane uh, and Shane was also pinned, so they didn't they preserved Drew here, which was also shocking. So who pinned him, Roman or Taker? Taker. <laughs> so um, that's okay. Yeah, that was good. Um, I gave it uh, three and three quarter stars for everything considered in it. Wow, I, I was enjoyable, and um, most of what I read also agreed. So uh, okay. I, I think I think it was good. I mean, um, by the way, people agreed this is a good pay per view to begin with. It was the ending that kind of felt unnecessary, um, but okay. the wrestling from top to bottom, the wrestling from top to bottom was really good outside of one match where it was average. But um, we'll get there. Okay. Next, wait, do you want to say anything else about that match? Well, just to the point of it being a good wrestling show overall. But I suppose I can make that point down the road if you want to keep going. Well, I mean, for someone who didn't watch it, are you are you a fair assessment to make no, no. anything on that comment? No, no, you're right about that. You're right about that, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about in general the idea of, hey, just put on a, an entertaining wrestling show, like you know what I mean, free of agendas, free of trying to make your son look good, trying to make Roman look good. I mean, you you still were trying to make Roman look good, but that's that's what we've been saying this whole time just put on an entertaining wrestling show so i'm glad that in 2019 they're finally starting to come around to the obvious that's all yes absolutely that's all I'm, that's yeah go ahead the raw tag team championship was next uh, revival defending against the usos and um a, a, a good match i gave it three and a half stars it just it felt like the chemistry was off at a few points there were a few spots that Weren't bots just seemed weird? At one point, I thought one of the Usos was actually injured because he didn't let Dash or Dawson pin him. It was really weird. Hmm. Um, but uh, it was good. I mean, I, I think that they're they're capable of a really, really good match, and I think they've had one on Raw that was a little better. But um, it was fine for what it was, especially coming after the opening with Taker and Roman. Um, their crowd was pretty invested, too, towards the end. So um, Nice. I'll, I'll give this a solid, a solid three and a half. Hmm. Okay. 
Moving on is Alistair Black versus Cesaro, which was 12 minutes of just pure them kicking the shit out of each other. It was beautiful. Awesome. Um, awesome. It was very, very good. There was one spot where Alistair Black tried to do a meteora off the top rope, and Cesaro fucking caught him with his knees on both of his shoulders, picked wow. him up, threw him, in, threw him in the air, and gave him an uppercut. It was like one of the top five spots of the year, I'd say. Wow. Um, well, phenomenal. I want to check that match out, actually. The ending was sudden. It put Cesaro over. Alistair Black hit the Black Mass very suddenly, I think, because he realized that Cesaro is not the type of person where he could do the typical setup where he picks them up with his leg and then does it. He kind of had to hit it like out of nowhere. Like the finish came out of nowhere. Right. And I love that. I love right. the idea of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I gave this four stars. It was good. Vince, for whatever reason, realized what it needed to be. And it probably could have used some more time, but I think it also wasn't shortchanged either with the work they put in. Okay. How was it as a debut or rebut for Alistair on the main roster? Because that's what it – effectively needed to really uh, i think it was perfect he hit all of his main spots uh like i said Zara definitely put him over in terms of his offense commentary team put him over um and the black mass was also put over as a as a as a knockout shot yeah so um okay. i thought it was good that's awesome but i just want to say everything you just said should go without saying in a match designed to get someone like it's designed it should be it should have been designed to make the best possible introduction for alistair black so everything you said should have gone without saying for me but well, i'm, I'm glad it that did. it happened and it did good right good so it did okay <laughs> okay um going forward was the handicap match between uh nikki uh, alexa and nikki versus bailey for the smackdown women's championship um this was Probably the only sour point. The sa- actually, there were two sour points for the show for me. Two low points. This is one of them. Um, wasn't bad. The wrestling wasn't bad. It just felt like with the amount of story they've been putting in, to have Bailey just win and then to kind of sort of tease Alexa turning on Nikki, but then not just fading to black. I don't know if there's more to come with that. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't. Um, and the only positive I'd say is that you know Bailey's character continues to get rehabilitated and her. You know, championship reign has been strong. She beat two people. She pinned Nikki. She didn't pin Alexa. Um, so, I mean, there is stories to tell there if they want to. And um, it was two and a half stars. It wasn't bad wrestling. It just felt, I don't know, with all the story they put in, I was expecting a Sasha Banks return or Alexa turning on Nikki, and it just was kind of bland for me. Yeah, something. Yeah, with all this story, for this to be at least somewhat of a culmination of all the story that they've been telling, it sounds like it just was a nothing. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what is to come. We know that Alexa's out of both title pictures moving forward. So um, I don't know. Maybe they do a um, a single match with them at SummerSlam, but I doubt that they'll put that on the SummerSlam card. Well, yeah, me too. But, I mean, otherwise, just what the hell have you been doing with these two? Like, it seems like you would kind of have maybe to do they'll a blow it off on TV. I'm not, I'm not sure. Oh, or maybe they God, really make them that. be – maybe they, maybe they actually make him a tag team. I, I'm, you know, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that um, could be. No, that that's actually probably Kabuki what they Warriors should. look like they're about to be the women's tag team champions any any week now, so maybe they need to build up a new heel tag Dude. team, and this is that. I don't, I'm not sure. Dude, that's a great call. That's exactly what they should do with him now that you mention it. Like the, the, uh, the, yeah. these two against the Kabuki Warriors at SummerSlam. I don't know. I just, I just don't want because, like, this is this will be the longest story they've been telling by the time SummerSlam rolls around. So, like you said in passing, maybe they'll just blow it off on TV. I'm just so sick of that. You know, the stories you've been telling longer than any other story should not just be blown off on TV the night after SummerSlam. That's just, you know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I don't know where where it's going, but I hope yeah. it's going somewhere. Um, you know. 
moving on. <laughs> yeah, Strowman versus Lashley um, was a uh, surprise for me. I, I mean, not that I thought it would be bad by any means, but um, they really went all out. They went all around the arena. They went in the concourse. Um, uh, Strowman suplexed Lashley into a merchandise stand at one point. It was an awesome spot. Um, it could have been five minutes shorter, and I, I wrote at the top or somewhere here that if this was five minutes shorter and they just didn't put KO on the show, who I love, but I don't think much was accomplished with his 17-second victory over Dolph outside of building it to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I, I think this could have been trimmed like five minutes probably because there was a lot of like Strowman does a shoulder block really hard and then there's like a count. So that was the only yeah. point where the match is kind of soured as opposed to like, I don't know, a more higher impact move resulting in the referee counting. Um, but that aside, they really went everywhere. Um, the finish was really inventive where Strowman bodies, uh, power slams him off of a off of the guardrail and like the 100 sections onto a obviously rigged, uh, I don't know what it was supposed to be, some type of box. And then the referee's counting and Strowman punches his way out right at nine. Oh, um, wow. That's awesome. That was, yeah, that was pretty clever. Um, and I liked it. They, the, Bobby Lash looked amazing. A lot of people online said that. Um, uh, yeah, Bobby Lash he, he just looks looked motivated. I mean, he look looked at the uh, <laughs> like a, the killer that he probably should have been presented as since he's his return. Yeah. Um, so it was um, it was good for both of them. They, you know, Lashley lost, but may have gained more in defeat, kind of thing. Um, and um, it, it it was really good. I gave this three and three quarters. Let me ask you this: How would it have been for these guys at WrestleMania if they had this this match minus five minutes, like you said? And they went all out on WrestleMania. It would have probably been a better WrestleMania appearance for both of them, correct? Oh, than, absolutely, yeah. Than the sure. WrestleMania appearance they had. Cool. Yeah, I don't mean to... Especially, especially Bobby. Yeah. I don't mean to get all I told you so on the everyone, but I did say they should wrestle WrestleMania. <laughs> These two. Yes. Bo- both of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's just a sick big I, match. I, I don't know. Oh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships... Um, they, this continues to be a very surprising highlight of the pay-per-views lately. Last last month it was at Stomping Grounds. This month was another fun sprint. Um, I think Heavy Machinery are – it's very smart to putting them in these spots as opposed to continuing the backstage comedy gimmicks where Otis is having seizures, even though I personally – think he's going to get over in a, few, in a few months and be and be really over with the fans. Yeah, he but could the fa- if they stop doing this stupid shit. Go ahead. Um, it's what he did on NXT. The, the fans the fans laugh. I mean, there's internet memes about him. I think I think it's the Caesar I think shit. It's unique did do, enough. Did he yeah. do the Caesar shit in NXT? Yeah. Oh, everything you're seeing is the same. The only thing I'm I could see that. them capitalizing on is the whole stakes and weight thing. But I'm surprised they haven't t- taken Vince hasn't taken that further and more literally um but no everything every everything we're seeing is nxt um i can't even say it's been to over the top yet because it really hasn't been um so uh it's them and i think it's not for everyone but work rate wise they're they're good wrestlers they know how to pick their spots they have a lot of tag team moves they did like four different tag team maneuvers in this match which yeah it's a tag team match but not every tag team has like legitimate you know I'm going to throw you into a power slam or I'm going to, you know, actual, yeah. you know, moves that require both of them. So that was, a, that was kind of like an old school thing that I liked. Yeah, um, just and of course, ta- every tag team should though. Go ahead. Well, they, they should, but they, they don't. <laughs> yeah. um, that's why when, when they did four in one match in like 10 that's minutes, awesome. I was like, 
wow, that's you notice that kind of thing. Hell yeah. And it makes them look like they're an actual team and they have chemistry and that, you know, puts them over in the eyes of the fans. Yep. And um, obviously Daniel Bryan was amazing and the, the New Day held their part together. And, you know, everyone did well. There I mean, was, you know, a typical everyone gets knocked out spot. Everyone, like, jumps on something or someone's spot. Um, no, this is awesome chance, but the crowd was invested from the beginning to the end. And um, I, I did not think the New Day was going to win um, at all. And I also thought that, well, first of all, I was on What Culture Accidentally, and it's uh, based in the UK, so they typically don't update their articles and live real time. Right. But they finally got a writer hired from North America, so it got spoiled that four titles change hands. So Four when, titles change hands? Yeah, the Intercontinental title, oh, the SmackDown title, the US. United States, US, and the Universal. Um, oh, yeah. So when I said that, so when I said that, her, uh, saw that, and I saw, okay, I was like, New Day won. And I really thought that, okay, either both Becky and uh, Seth are losing their titles, and that counts as two, or Kofi's dropping the WWE Championship. So I almost psyched myself into Samoa Joe winning. And then I was like, oh, they had New Day win the tag titles. So to make us think that Kofi's not going to lose, but then he is going to lose. Um, so did you know Brock was coming by the end of the night? He had no, to, but right? I but oh. but when Kofi but when Kofi retained, I figured out that Brock was going to cash in. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, by yeah. that by that point, that sucks. Yeah, I mean by the well, I mean in the moment, I, I wasn't. I guess I was kind of expecting. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean honestly, it's kind of your tradition but, but, anyway. No but offense. But the finish, <laughs> but the finish of that main event was really good. Where I was kind of not thinking that much about it. Good, good. Like well, the last good. two minutes were really good. Where yeah, I, mean, I was like, "Oh, there's Brock." It was um, action packed. But yeah, the tag team title match was good, and New Day are six time champions. And I gave this three and a half stars. Sick. Um, Ricochet versus AJ. Um, the only downside to AJ being a heel is that he's working as a heel, like move wise. Which yeah, I get it. You should do that. But um, I don't know. A lot of but reports also he's online AJ thought- Styles. <laughs> Right. Well, yes. Right. Exactly. And it's Ricochet in the ring yeah, with him. Exactly. Um, so that kind of didn't. It was not obviously a bad match at all. It was very good. Um, but they definitely could do more with a different dynamic. Um, up, uh, there were rumors or I don't know tweets about AJ looking slower or if he's actually injured. Apparently, he's like dealing with injuries still or whatever the case may be. He did seem kind of slow, but again, I thought it was because of he's kind of adopting this new totally. slower methodical style. Yeah, but um totally. It wasn't a, it wasn't a bad match. Um no, I club, saw this one actually. Sorry, go ahead. The club helped uh AJ win, obviously, which yep. I kind of thought was going to happen. Um it sucks <laughs> that it came at the expense of Ricochet's US title reign. Um I get the odd impression that Vince kind of knows that Ricochet's special. So I'm not going to get really worried yet, yeah, but, um, it, it was good. Uh, but I definitely thought it could be better, but it, it was fine. Um, I also yeah. gave this three and a half stars. Okay. I, I just, I saw this match too and you're right. It was an awesome match and you're, you're totally right about AJ. Um, this it's an understatement to say you kind of knew this was going to happen. This was the obvious finish of this match. I mean, this is they literally have done this like multiple times since WrestleMania. The whole lose the you know beat the champion in the non-title match and whatever back and forth. It's like literally every match outcome is the same in, when they do this shit. Yeah, totally. You know, it wasn't inventive or anything. No, but um. It, also, it at least yeah, puts the faction, I don't know, over with whatever they're trying to do with so it. I don't far, know. I hope 
I hope that with with Finnegan going through that he turns heel and joins them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that, my wishful booking, but could, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I don't think it's going to happen either. That could be sick, but I I do worry about because it will not worry, but it would ultimately have to lead to AJ versus Finn down the road, obviously. Um, yeah, which, which we only got once accidentally. Yeah, which is fine. And having it with a lot of uh, built-up story would obviously be awesome. So I don't even know why I would say that's a bad thing. But but it's just so far they're doing what they did with the with the club first time around against Cena. Only last time it was against Cena, so it gave them more than it stands to give them this time. That's why I worry when you say, like, so far so good, because you're right, but, like, so far so good, just like they did it three years ago and and to better results, and then they totally squandered it ever since. Like, that's, you know, that's what I think when you say that. Well, I mean, uh, two things. The first thing is that there was a whole story with why they got reunited, which I thought they spent about a month of, of TV time telling with AJ going to Gallows and Anderson, Gallows and Anderson going to AJ. So there was story and just and, and exposition for why they got back together. Okay. So that makes it on a that, little different. On that point, the story was that AJ was telling them that they keep losing and that they have to step up, be serious and win. And then they kept losing and then AJ joined them, right? Well, mm-hmm. AJ joined them when Gallows and Anderson looked and said like, yeah, we're losing, but what have you been doing? Oh, so he lost to Ricochet and then he turned on him. I mean, I guess, but but that implies that. Well, no, that, didn't he beat Ricochet initially? No, I'm saying when he turned on him, he lost to him, right? Or no? Uh, I, I don't know. It's right, hard to, but he did beat him the first time that they met. AJ won. Okay, it's hard to keep track though, and and that implies that. AJ is adopting their technique, which, as I'm saying, like they, their technique, even if that is their technique, it has got them not success, the opposite of success. So it's weird that he would say, all right, you know, you guys are right. If I can't beat him, join him. All right. Now you're a jobber, too. In well, my he's book. not, though. He's, he's, he's the United States champion. No, I know. But by virtue of the fact that he's joining a couple jobbers, like I just don't see in canon what he could think that it's going to do for him. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I guess give him an edge and have two people to help him win matches, which is what happened on Sunday. <laughs> well, yeah, l- literally, yeah, you're right about that. I guess we'll see where it goes. Hopefully, knock on wood. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they're awesome. I just don't think it's I'd bad. love Finn to join him, and then at Survivor Series, we get Undisputed Era versus the club in a Survivor Series elimination tag team match. Hmm. <laughs> That's well, my wishful booking. Okay, well, obviously, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna say anything against that. I would, that would be awesome. That would be uncharacteristically awesome of WWE. I'll oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> AKA not happening. Um, I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah. Next was my other low point of the night. So my first was the handicap women's championship match, and the second one was unfortunately the WWE championship match. Did you see this? Uh, I thought I did. Uh, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw it. Why? What was, um, I mean, it was pretty much... I mean, it just... I don't know. It was very boring to me. I gave it three stars. It wasn't bad. It's not a bad match. The work was there. I liked the story with the finger. Uh, that was probably my only thing that I really liked about the match. I think Joe is a great heel. He always will be. Um, but it just, I don't know, lacked... Ricochet and AJ wasn't a barn burner, but, you know, when I, you know, when this was on Next, I was like, wow, this is a really good pay-per-view. Like, they're really stacking the matches in the right way, and this should be awesome and then it I definitely wasn't awesome and yeah. it just kind of ended very abruptly um and also d- d- for the mere fact of Joe like what was the point yeah just to get Kofi to SummerSlam to feud against obviously Randy Orton yes. which I'm excited for that exactly match but then that. why not do um I don't know I would honestly would have done Ziggler one more pay-per-view 
instead of risking Joe. Yeah. Honestly. You're right. You're right. Um, if only there was someone before this happened that could have spoken up and said, hey, Joe shouldn't be losing this often. He just lost to Ricochet. He definitely shouldn't lose again to Kofi. But that person doesn't exist. Yeah. So, um, like I me. said, wasn't bad. It was me, right? I said that. Obviously. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yes. It <laughs> uh, wasn't bad, but um, it just, I don't know, kind of. Underwhelming. I don't know. Underwhelming, it sounds Underwhelming, like. yeah. And also, I don't know if I'm going to start doing this, but I think based on everything you said, I think your rating should be like two and a quarter stars. Just my interpretation of the things you said. Definitely not three, but anyway. For Joe? Yeah. No, no, no. For the match. It sounds like the match underwhelmed. I don't know why you would give it three stars. It sounds well, like you really didn't the, like the, it. The, the, the booking underwhelmed more than the actual. I mean, when I do, I look at the work quality in the match and the story that was told. That that alone made it a the whole picture. The booking too. Good the match. Booking, the booking is part of it all. And honestly, like they, they're all good wrestlers. Kofi and Samoa Joe are two of the best wrestlers. But even they are capable of having a two and a quarter star match. I think if they're handicapped by bad booking, which should be at least in my book should be taken into account. Uh, I mean, it was if the booking was better and the matches were more exciting, it would have gotten higher than three. Jesus <laughs> Christ, you are generous, my friend. Um, I don't know. I mean, most people, most people places gave it B minuses or B. So, I mean, it wasn't like I'm biased here. I'm not a huge Kofi Kingston fan. Um, yeah. Okay. Moving forward on to the card, we had next the very short uh, KO Ziggler match that, I mean, in retrospect, I guess it was necessary because all of SmackDown was built on it. But um, it was what it was. Kevin Owens is great. Um Dolph should leave, and that's really all I have to say about that. Yeah, I would think he is, just based on what they did here. And uh, why did KO adopt the stunner? I really don't like him doing this move. I think the pop-up powerbomb is so much cooler. And even better still, it was his. It was uniquely something that nobody else ever did as a finisher. Now, he just looks like a Stone Cold fanboy to me. Yeah, I also don't like it. Yeah, it sucks. So, moving um, on. And then it was the main event, winners take all. Um, I think that obviously this was long. It was not go- not going to be long. Um, I love that Lacey had Seth's name on her ass, and the production crew almost like, went up her twat looking Dude, at it. Dude, um, I'm glad you mentioned because this was a big point of contention online. People were saying, "What's up with the gratuitous ass shot?" Da 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 da. It's obvious to you what that was. People right? complained. People complained about that. Well, yeah, just because it's gratuitous, it seems like unnecessary, gratuitously objectifying her. Like, but but, 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 but then they also but, want to go back to the on, attitude era on, where things on. were like that. You're missing my point. You're missing my point. You realize what that shot? It didn't. It, it didn't do what it was designed to do, which is why everyone is like, "Oh, they just showed her, it zoomed in on her ass, just to zoom in on her ass." No, it was supposed to reveal Seth's name on her ass, correct? But it's just the angle of it. You couldn't read Seth's name because it was the angle was you know that you weren't looking dead on at the name you were looking like you said lower um oh you mean upper twat yes well I yes <laughs> your, um your words yeah I also didn't see it until in the ring I mean Renee's the one that exactly. attention to it first no exactly I'm yeah. saying Renee had to because they missed the shot and that was the point of the shot. Is zoom in on her ass. It says Seth's name, and then we all know. Oh fuck! This is she really. This is shit's real. Obviously not real, but you know this shit is heated. And but they missed the shot, and that's why. So so to the people who are bitching, it just played like an unnecessary zoom in of her ass because apparently they're not smart enough to realize no, that was that we were supposed to read her name. That was supposed to be a reveal. They missed the shot. Anyway, um, um yeah, go ahead. 
the match itself, I have to give credit to Becky because I think Lacey working with Becky for all these pay-per-views and probably on live events helped her. She's improved from three matches, and I think Becky's probably to give credit to for that. Um, uh, yes. Just, just, just spots that. Um, here, here. Just spots that she did that she messed up in the past. She did well, and also in, in a main event spot like this, using weapons for the first time. Um, she looked great, not out of place. Um, everyone had their own like one-on-one setting. It was Becky and Lacey for a little bit. Lacey's moonsault is beautiful. Yeah. Um, I thought Corbin's heel work was phenomenal. Yeah, was um, good. And I mean, the end of days on Becky. I mean, were you surprised by that? Of course, I was surprised by that. that oh was, my! It was designed God. to be shocking, and it was. But and I it so have, was. And then he was problems icing with it on the cake, calling, and then also the icing on the cake when he calls Rollins a piece of shit. I mean, the whole that whole moment was perfect from there on out. Yeah. I thought everyone did so well. Seth, uh, you know, it was kind of a little over the top, but I think it needed to be. Oh, my God, um, of course. Beating Rollins at three stomps. Um, beating Corbin, And at yeah. first, and, uh, and, and at first when I – and then, okay. And then, obviously, afterwards, Brock Lesnar cashes in. Yeah, um, no, what were you going to say about the – let's take this one. What were you going to say about the the finish? Um, well, well, no, it was tied into the fact that okay. it bothered me that they decided to have Lesnar cash in because it kind of undid a lot of Rollins' amazing finish. But then when I rethought about it, I was like, okay, but also Rollins went through – you know, he went – you know, he didn't go through a table. But when two people go through tables, WWE won't want you to know it, but it should hurt both of them. Yeah. Um. So, you yeah. know, and that table spot was great. Oh my god! Um, but, yeah, but they took way the fuck too long setting them up. Yeah, no, the match wasn't perfect by any means. Definitely wasn't perfect, but yeah. um, it, there was enough excitement. Um, there were some near falls which I really liked. I thought when Corbin came back in and gave the uh, um, deep six that I, I didn't think the match would end, but I wasn't expecting. I thought the match was going to end there. Not okay. there was going to be some more back and forth. Right. Um. So all that was really great. And then I was mad about Rollins losing, not as a fan, but I mean, this whole Seth and Becky thing kind of annoyed me to begin with. I wasn't a big fan of it all. Yeah. Um, I think not, that the, the yeah. match, I think the match put them over as the two competitors that we knew they were and the reason why they're both hmm. the top male and female in the company. So that helped them. Great. But so everything before the that, point that they were already at. In other words, yeah, basically. And if they care about moving this forward, then now they have a match together where they did well. And I hope they don't move it forward. But I guess because Rollins was so emotionally drained from that that ending where he was beating the shit out of him and expending so much energy, stomping him so many times because he didn't go through that much damage in the match. Yeah. So like Lesnar, like I really think that they could have let Lesnar kick out of like one at five and have like a mini, even if it was like a three minute match. Um, with Lesnar and Rollins, because they have done that with cash-ins in the past. Yeah. That's actually the exciting part of a cash-in is when there's a little bit of, of a, you know, the cash-in person wins, but there's a net, a little, Right, you know, right, right. Just to, so just just to, to mix it up a little bit, so it's not always the same. You know what two I'm, Germans and one F5, it just, I don't know, it, it was very, it, it was anticlimactic for, for the match that preceded it, I Right. Thought. You know what I thought was going to happen at this point, or no? Because to me, no. it seems obvious what the right thing to do when Brock. I mean, I was hoping that Bray Wyatt would come out. Still, no, man. I'm yeah, talking well, about I what mean, was going to happen with the elements that were already evolved in the equation, not somebody new coming out. No. Brock Lesnar cashes in. Uh, Seth Rollins is vulnerable, but does Seth Rollins have any allies at ringside? See, I think when it happened, when the when the the end of days on Becky happened, my thought was, oh, that's. 
smart way to circumvent the ending that I believe everybody expected, which was that Becky was going to tap Corbin out. I think at, at probably by the point Sunday night, it's safe to assume most people were expecting that to be the outcome. Even if not, I thought it was a smart way to circumvent expectation. But in hindsight, and especially the way that they had Becky still selling it on Monday, which, by the way, like... Is equality that, th- is equality a thing me. or is equality a thing or not? Because the 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 woman is like basically out on injury for the week because she got one move done by a big strong man. Oh, you know. Um, I but, agreed with that as yeah, well, yeah. But anyway, what I thought should have happened in hindsight is that Brock Lesnar comes out, cashes in on Seth Rollins, and gets low blowed by Becky Lynch because she's not just going to stand there and watch her man get robbed. But in hindsight, so I think that's part of the reason they had her take the end of days and had her sell it obnoxiously like that is to explain why she wouldn't do anything. But in my in my mind, that would be would have been the better way to go to have her do that. That would have that would have put her would have put everyone over. I think perfectly. Um, breaking news that uh, NXT takeover Toronto every single time. It will be um, every single time I say something really hot, really juicy that I can't wait to get your reaction on. What's the breaking news? Well, I wouldn't call that really hot and really juicy. It's a finish that you think would have been cool. I think you're right, but I don't think that's the only finish that would have worked. Okay, so you think that I'm right. That's all I wanted to hear. What's the breaking news? Well, no, I don't think that you're right because I think that the finish we got was perfectly fine. No, it wasn't. It was a. It was a. Come on, we all know that this was not the plan for Brock Lesnar to cash in. We all know, right? I'm not talking about Brock Lesnar. I'm talking about the finish of the actual match itself, the actual okay. main event. Okay. Well, so you think that the end of days, Becky taking the end of days, was worth Becky not being able to? Because I'm telling you that I think Becky foiling Brock's cash in was the perfect way to end the pay per view, and you still could have done Lesnar versus Rollins at SummerSlam. Um. Well, I don't know why you do Lesnar. So you're saying the cash would have would have the, the bell would have rung. Yes. It would have made no sense for Brock to get a title match of SummerSlam. Then, if that's the case, it would have undone did the entire. Well, you thing. could have told a story to get there. I'm saying people would have wanted to see them again, wrestle again, more than they want to now, in my opinion. And also, it just would have been so fucking badass. That's how you circumvent expectation. Brock Lesnar has the money in the bank. What's the one thing nobody would expect? He doesn't successfully cash in. Because of a low blow? Huh? Well, the low blow allows Seth... Dude, we're getting... We're splitting hairs now. The low blow just allows Seth to not be completely robbed and maybe get the advantage, hit a curb stomp and win. Or just the low blow and then he gets pinned. I don't know. I didn't put that much thought into it. The point is Becky Lynch would have cost Brock Lesnar a successful Money in the Bank cash-in. Or a low blow and Rollins runs out of the ring. So the you could argue that the briefcase is actually intact. A. And B, I hate okay. when people with the briefcase, I'm sorry, the champions who are about to get cashed in on, stay in the ring. Like I get it. Well, he they're, was out they're of baby it. faces. They're he was baby out faces. of it. Who? Sir Rollins. No, he wasn't. He was literally standing in the ring watching watching Lesnar come come from the ramp. Well, yeah, he's a baby face. <laughs> but I still hate that. Every time I just scream at my TV, get out of the ring. Get Seth out of the Rollins ring. can't run away from Brock Lesnar, dude. Come on. 
I mean, if he cares about his championship, and why not? The, and on the other point, I think you're missing. Like, I understand you think it would be better if what I said happened minus the bell ringing because you want to preserve Lesnar having the case. But I think it loses all its effect if he doesn't cash in and, and, and Becky foils it. That's why, like, I understand it's a sacrifice. You're sacrificing the briefcase. But in my mind, they already did that when they put it on Brock Lesnar because that's not what the briefcase is for, just fundamentally. So in my mind, it's already been sacrificed. Now you're just trying to salvage the coolest possible usage of it. And in my book, that's what it would have been. Not to put the belt on Lesnar, but to have him, because he had Rollins right where he wanted him a month ago, and he didn't opt to cash in. So now he has him right where he wants again, only he underestimated the fact that the man is at ringside. And what he doesn't realize is that the man isn't just going to stand by and watch her fucking man lose his title. Yeah, no, I think that would be very interesting, but I think Brock Lesnar would never agree to it. Oh, fuck Brock Lesnar agreeing to it. it, it that's cr- that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. He should be. I mean, crazy, but then. very, but very accurate. I mean, that's just uh, man. It, and we're going to talk about some things that wrestlers are willing to do that they shouldn't be. So it's actually kind of ironic that we're also talking about things that should happen that wrestlers might not be willing to do. I know, and I'm already, and I've already prepared an argument because I know exactly where that's going. But let's. You're gonna uh, argue. Is that, is okay, that, I can't wait for that. Go ahead. Me too. Um, I couldn't wait till you, when you said it. I think that's a pay per view. Yeah, that overall, is I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Cool. Oh, and the breaking news is that uh, it's Adam Cole defending against Johnny Gargano one more time. Uh, well, not. I mean, not one more time because he wasn't defending the previous times, yes. but. It's a two-edit... Well, it is literally breaking news. They just announced it. Um, It's It's a two-edit three falls... It's a title rematch, but go ahead. That they just announced on NXT just now. It's a two-edit three falls match, and each superstar will choose a stipulation for one fall of the match, and William Regal will pick the third if necessary. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. So just as as usual, uh, NXT is a much better way to spend your time than WWE. Watching it, of course. Absolutely. Always is. Yeah. Um... (laughs) So, so TV this week. Yes, I also um, watched all of Raw, which is don't get used to that, kids, because it was not fun. Shocking. I um, I was surprised that Paul Heyman basically put into kayfabe that he's running Raw. He should be. I mean, it's 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 you might as well. You gotta lean into what people I mean, know at this yeah, point. Yeah, but book. you're opening up a whole can of worms now about wait, does he get to make any match now going forward, or oh, just yeah. matches involving his client? And also, his client just became the champion. So unless this is leading to a conflict of interest storyline, what the hell? You're right. Yeah, which I don't think they're gonna get that nuance with it. But I mean, it wasn't a down for me. It just Safe kind bet. of surprised me when it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And also, I knew exactly where it was going when it started, and it. it I, I love Rollins, but I'm. I really am mad that the second biggest. Of the year, or whatever you think about SummerSlam, third, fourth, whatever. It's a big pay per view that we're getting this match again. Um, yeah. I, I, unless it's given time, because we haven't had an actual literal long match that I think they can have, um, I'll be happy. Or if they okay. add a stipulation, but right now it, it's it's a waste of yeah. a marquee SummerSlam match. Totally. Um, and that's not about... the only match that's a waste of a marquee SummerSlam match. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. Spoiler alert. We uh, should talk about why they would, or unless you want to talk about it later, or not at all, why they would tease a bunch of other sick opponents for Brock just to just to get it back on set. Ratings. Ratings. So people stay to watch the match. Yeah, That's but at answer. the cost of... of Putting in a, in people's minds the idea of like your like because of what you're saying more intriguing matchups. 
Yeah, as I mean, they've, to done, just they've doing, done that throughout the years, though. As opposed to just doing a number one contenders match is something where it's not nine other people. Yeah, well, and the people in the match made no sense. I mean, Cesaro, I love him, but he lost. He lost, um, for starters. Biggie, Biggie was just random. As fuck. I mean, totally. I, I, you know, if they wanted he to be fresh, he, tag titles. he just won yeah. the tag titles. So enough said in my book. That was that, that was weird. Uh, apparently, Daniel. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say Daniel Bryan was allegedly pen, penciled in for the match, but was removed for Sami Zayn because he should not have been in it. He loses all the fucking time. Yep. Um. Uh. Who did you just say? Uh, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio obviously just lost. Uh, I mean. Puzzling, I mean, him puzzling and, that him he got and, squashed by Lashley in two minutes last week to begin with, but a thousand times more so if this is what you're going to follow it up with. Yeah, they definitely shouldn't have done this last week. Something tells me that they didn't even know they were going to put Mysterio in this match until that. I don't think that, I hope that it was a long-term plan. Yeah. But Mysterio and Orton are one of the two that will, I think, from the rest of their careers, be put in these positions, and I'd be okay with it based on their name value yeah. and legacy alone. I agree with that, but I'm saying still, I guess, after a week, you shouldn't have done that last week. That's that's the thing oh, yeah. that sticks that out. I, that I agree with. Yeah. That I agree with. Yeah. Um, and then we also had uh, oh, wait, Braun Strowman. Not... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Makes a lot of sense. Of course. Um, that was good. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns makes a lot of sense. I guess. Um, that was whatever. We locked um, yep. uh, The crowd must have been hip, hip, under hypnosis because they like popped like crazy for him. That was that was weird, unsettling. Very. Very. Um, I. Who am I missing here? Uh, I'm missing a lot. Oh, I will. Oh, we Bobby. We... Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Lashley was in it, right? Yeah. Yep. Bobby Lashley was in it. That. I mean, he did just lose, but I mean. I guess it made him look good to be in a ring in that yeah. type of match, at least. I think it sounds like it was and a good match. And he did look good Sunday. last. And he did look good on Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's, that's that was Lashley. But go ahead, because um, I'm making a list of a few people that should be in it, including Brian, who you already said. Who do we have here? We have Orton, Mysterio, Strowman, Lashley, Zayn, Cesaro. Um, I don't know why Alistair Black wasn't in it. Of course, um, of course. I Over totally Cesaro. would have been okay with. I would have been okay with Ricochet being in it. Of I would have been okay with AJ Styles being in it. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Who I'm writing down? Oh shit! I have Cesaro, Zayn, and Mysterio definitely out of it. AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, Daniel Bryan, and Aleister Black definitely in it. Like if uh, you know, if you were using uh, logic to to uh, you know populate the match. I think we're still missing the other people in the match, though. Yeah, I mean, and we didn't plan to do this, so you can just, at home, you can read. And and if we didn't mention who somebody who was in the match, that means they're an afterthought, and they probably shouldn't have been in it, too, in my book. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, the match itself was, I mean, decent, I guess. It kind of went, it was like a Royal Rumble where it went to all the important people, and there were exciting spots, I guess. Um, yeah, okay. I... I the crowd was rooting for Orton. I got to be honest. I love Rollins. I was too. I think there's a whole story, to, like redemption story, to tell there after how their last match ended. Um, Orton's not going to be in this many world title high profile matches. I think again. Yeah. Um, I would have been okay if he won, and I kind of thought he was going to for a period of time. Yeah. Um, Honestly, almost I, anyone besides Seth would have been cooler. Just like give us something different. <laughs> yeah. And oh, Corbin was in it, obviously. Ah. Um, definitely shouldn't have been. He's the fourth. Go ahead. Um, and it is Rollins again, and I think the promo afterwards was awkward. Really? And um, see, I thought it was, the promo was sick. Like, like 
Not necessarily that he should have cut a promo after the match, but between the performance in the match and the promo afterwards, I was like, yes, that is a top star. That's how top stars act. You know what I mean? That's something Roman, for example, isn't capable of. I was just still, I was fired up at the idea that Vince would have the nerve to book Reigns versus Lesnar again, you know? Yeah, no, same. Um, well, I guess I'm in awkward because it looked like he ran out of time. He wanted to keep talking and then his music played. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, that's that. And it's Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins again at SummerSlam. And um, mm-hmm. I also am mad that something else happened on the show that um, I think you could argue he should have been in this match. Let's get right um, into it. Yep. So, Finn Balor. Um, uh, who did he try to Oh, oh Samoa he Joe. should have been in this match? You're crazy, dude. Uh, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. You're not um, going to say BW should have been in this match. Well, yes, dude. Well, what am I? What am crazy. I about to get into? You're about to get into what happened with Finn, correct? You're going to say Bray yeah, Wyatt should have been in that battle royal. Yes, you're insane. I do, and I think I should have no. I don't know how I'm insane that someone who's a former WWE champion, who everyone loves and is over, is to be put in the main event of SummerSlam is insane. I have no idea how that's insane. Can I explain None. it to you? None. Okay, sure. well, how Go it's insane it. is because they're literally currently in the middle, in the middle of rebranding him and debuting this new gimmick to the main roster. They didn't and rebrand him that whether, much after, whether, after what, what I saw, by the way. What, yeah, well, yeah, same here. But whether or not, and they, sh- they should be in the middle of rebranding him because they are, except they apparently can't tell on your point. But what my point is that you're suggesting whether or not you realize it that he they should have he should have debuted in this battle royal to win it to go after the title all the while re-debuting this new version of his act like that's that's too much you're trying to you'd be trying to do too much at that point i feel like you know i don't think so i still think he's established enough and he's been for two to three months crazy dude getting over um too so soon. I, don't, I don't i don't too i don't soon know for how a that's title crazy for that guy in your in your We're opinion, okay, sure. Yeah. Don't it think might, it's yeah. crazy though. Everything I say is is my opinion. Right? Does it make the other person's opinion crazy though? In quotes. Well, crazy. in my in my opinion, just as in does. your opinion. In my opinion, it does. Okay, go ahead. Great. Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe wins. Finn Balor decides to then attack him afterwards. Music plays. Um, so I, I I was torn when I first saw this. I knew what was happening. Of course, same here. Obviously, uh, and in terms of what I saw, like what I got, removing what could have happened, what should have happened, because I'm sure we'll get there. What I oh, saw, yeah. I liked. Removing all that stuff, okay. I liked the whole music slowing down, the spotlight. It was something we've never seen before. Um, I the crowd reaction definitely helped. Not that he was never not going to get a big crowd reaction whenever this moment happened, yeah. but that helped. Um, I think he looks fucking phenomenal. Um, I think the mask looks cooler on TV than it did. I mean, live on TV than it did in, in the segments. Right. Um, I do not think he should have the same finishing move. Agreed. Well, well, I didn't think it. And then Agreed. what I kind of reframed everything is I realized yeah. that while watching the Firefly Funhouse segments, everything in his career is canon. It's like Star Wars. Right. He's, he's referenced things that have existed. It's, it's not called, a new character. It's called the soft reboot. Right, it's not a new character. Right, it's him. Right, and it's acknowledging his legacy. So for that reason, I'm not super. I I became like, all right, well, I guess it would still make sense that it's that. Now there would be no excuse for him to have the same entrance. That I I do not have a defense for. I I don't know if he will or not. I do not think he should have the same music. At this rate, no, he should absolutely come out to the theme song. See, 
Oh god, this is oh, man. because okay, this is can how we, you can see. You back... analyze this based on what you think should happen. That's right. the problem here. Right. Well, so I don't you think do that's this, like a you fair do, way to you analyze do the it. Same th- you do the same thing. We're all biased by by our personal perspective. Yeah, but, but the difference between you and I is that you're like, this is the only way that should happen. Like, I don't think the well, only way in this I think Bray should case, do is facing Brock. That's not the only way I think he should first have a match is facing Brock. I no, think it would be a good way. That's the way he shouldn't, in my opinion. But, but yeah. But I, right, see, but I, I feel... acknowledge that there are other opportunities. You don't. It's just like your it's possibility. Not that, that's it. It's not that there no. No, no. Mm. There are multiple people he could feud with right now. It just in my book for what they're trying to accomplish having watched wrestling for 25 plus years, it seems like the right way to do it is what I'm saying. And I put obviously lots of thought into this. Obviously way too much thought into this. So as far as like me being biased by what I think should happen, this is an exceptional case. I'm not usually this biased by what I think should happen, but in this specific case, it's been handled so perfectly up until it's live debut so i just don't want them to squander it which is i believe what they're doing and so getting back to what you thought now you've had uh, the opportunity to reframe it because i think a lot of what you're saying is basically i'm i'm saying the same thing like when i put on twitter that he debuted in the mask and commentary just shouted it's bray wyatt like five times it's basically the same complaint as he's still doing the Sister Abigail because I thought that too. It's um, just Corey Bray Wyatt. Graves, it's just Bray Wyatt Corey in a mask. Made it a point to say it's the fiend. Did he? Because I his, really didn't defense. hear him. I heard Bray Wyatt at least five times. No, he definitely did. Corey okay. Graves is the one that kind of Cole said it. it's Bray Wyatt, and Corey immediately interjected and said, "No, no, Cole, that's the fiend." That would have been sick, but he didn't. And I'm telling you, I didn't even hear him say the fiend, and I was listening for it. But I trust you that he said it, but it just wasn't in the forefront, which it should have been, because that's that's who he is. He's not Bray Wyatt. He wasn't Bray Wyatt on Monday. He was the fiend. Um. Right, but you don't know the way they're contextualizing his character yet. You're like taking the story of this arc and assuming it's something when we don't know what if it will mean? be that. They've already told us that's the fiend. I'm not. I didn't make that up. They told Who's us they? that's the fiend. Who's they? Huh? WWE creative. The the people that producing the segments when Bray Wyatt said I've been working on something I want to show you, and then he brought it out and they said it's the fiend. It's the fiend. Look, it's the fiend. They didn't, no, say, I think they the didn't say it's Bray Wyatt, and now he's got a mask on. They said it's The Fiend. The Fiend is one aspect of the Firefly Funhouse, which is the larger umbrella. Well, it's the, it's basically the whole—the gimmick, as I've stated it before on this show, is that it's a he's a reformed kid show host, but really— there's something he's trying to he's trying to repress these dark feelings and he's not doing it very well obviously because there's glimpses of it constantly coming out and what it is is the fiend so it's like he's in denial about the fact he thinks he's reformed but we can all say he's just found a new way to manifest his his darkness and his demons yeah i mean but coming from someone in the field of psychology if someone's diagnosed with dissociative personality disorder their main name is still their name their other personalities are just integrated into them dude also dude so are you usually are you are you really using psychology psych a psychologist uh, uh yeah uh, and i'm to, sure to, Bray to, to talk about too. wrestling to talk about what's happening in wrestling you think you think your psychological uh uh i'm trying to find the word right now your 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 protocol the things that you know you think that applies to wrestling come on oh wow you're so lucky you were sarcastic because i would have probably hung up what? What? No, of course I'm sarcastic. 
Yeah, well, because first, Bray Wyatt's entire, this entire thing is rooted in, 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 in deep thinking, no, I philosophical, know. psychological thought. I know, but what we're actually presented is just, you know, bare bo- as bare bones, as easily digestible as possible for the public. Um, but I do think your tweet was controversial because I read Uproxx, I read What Culture, and I read Bleach Report, and this all got thumbs up from them. Well, and I think Uproxx, for right, What Culture, and Bleach Report, because they're all for, wrong in this case. For, and a bunch of people on Twitter as well. But like, they're if all you wrong look, too. They're all wrong Yeah, too. I mean, sure. I mean, you can think that. Um, hmm. I definitely want to see next week will be vital to what they do because God. Uh, there's rumors that Finn Balor wants to take time off. I think this is leading to an obvious Demon versus Fiend match. You think? Which, um, which I think, given that we were going to get Sister Abigail versus the, the Demon and that luckily yeah. didn't happen. It's a bold um, way to but, go out the gate. But they, but they could talk about that if Abigail was still in Wyatt in canon, which I don't know. I, I almost want to watch like a two-hour documentary on Bray Wyatt Can I ask and what's going something? on in his head. Can I ask you something? I mean, probably not, but go for it. Why the fuck would you remind anyone about one of the worst things Bray Wyatt's ever done when you're trying to get this new get this new thing out there? Why why would you do that? Because I think he's good enough where he can contextualize it. But why should he have to? What I'm saying is, you know, you're like, hey, let's handicap him. I think he can endure it, and and you know, not you know, not have it ruin him. But it's like, well, then wait. If there's a chance that it could kind of ruin his mystique, then why do we 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 decide everything that he does? So let's just not do that. To not even risk it, is what I'm saying. I guess I don't know. I think All Sister right. Abigail is clearly still integrated into the into the funhouse. So why not go further with it? Yeah, no. The match I guess. never happened. The match never happened, luckily. So, well, not yet, as you alluded to. Um, but I just think he should be re- coming out to the Firefly Funhouse theme song. He should be doing live episodes of Firefly Funhouse in the ring, and he should be wrestling as the Firefly Funhouse host until he, like I said, he he, you know, there's a until he fires up for his comeback. There's a moment in the match where the lights start to flicker and he starts to talk to the hurt heel hands, and then he snaps out of it. And he just does his normal comeback. And he should have, like, sort of a different comeback for the Firefly Funhouse host. Definitely shouldn't be Sister Abigail and his and his classic Bray Wyatt Arsenal. It should be something different. And I think he should have another or at least a more aggressive, extreme version of that, of that new moveset as The Fiend. I think that's definitely one option. What do you mean? That's the part you agree with. He shouldn't be doing Sister Abigail, correct? I'm talking about everything you just said is one option. No, we shouldn't be doing this with Abigail, right? Okay, thank you. Common ground, Eureka. Okay, um, um, go ahead. What else? And then we, okay, then we had a very, very confusingly long women's segment, which I, I think the crowd were assholes during this because I don't think anything was offensively bad. I, mean, um, I am, I am wondering why Vince decided to randomly do this with Carmella and Naomi, who were been nothing, um, yep. and it. Uh, you know, obviously, there's a larger issue of these two out of three fall matches, these elimination matches, affect, and the no wrestling during commercials affecting yeah. how things are structured. And I think that's not their fault. Um, yeah, we're and, gonna, and they were right. told to have a 20 minute match, so that's yeah, what they see, did. That's that's your first. That's their first mistake right there. Yeah, it should not have been that long. Um, of course not. And it wasn't bad. There were no like botches. I I don't know why I was like they're not. I mean, they love Alexa Bliss. I love Alexa Bliss, but I and I, we haven't seen 
a Becky Lynch as a champion and Alexa as the contender since the beginning of SmackDown because then Becky was chasing Alexa. So that could have worked. Um, I still think that probably would have been the better option than Natalia and Becky. Natalia is, is, is fine. She's a veteran. She's exactly. good work, but, exactly. but she's boring. She's, she's boring fine. in the ring. Yep, you're right. She's just and fine. I totally forgot where SummerSlam was, and I totally rolled my eyes when they acknowledged it. Yeah. I mean, that's... Congratulations, Natalia. SummerSlam's in your hometown, so you get to be on the card. And I really thought that because this match was so slow and plotting and, like, it wasn't ending, I really thought that, like, Ronda's music was going to hit or Sasha's music was going to hit. Yeah. It was, like, this big, it was going to be this big moment. Yeah. Which I think will happen at SummerSlam, though. I, I can't mm-hmm. see Becky just beating Natalia and nothing happening. Maybe. I don't know. You're in a constant state of anticipating something really cool that's usually not going to happen. I mean, I think we both are. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. I just, you know. So Rhonda is not, we have no idea if she's pregnant, and it sounds like you tend to think she isn't, correct? Um, I do not think she is yet. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. What was I going to say? Oh, man, the women's title matches at SummerSlam are pretty underwhelming with two contenders that are, have literally been nothing for the longest time. Oh, I disagree on the SmackDown side. I think Ember Bailey is going to be a very good match. I'm not saying it won't be a good match. Did you hear me? What I said was two contenders who have been nothing in a very long time, which is factually true. Ember's been nothing. I mean, Ember, she returned as nothing, and then she was out on injury for a while before that. So she's been nothing for at least a year and change. Uh, have you been watching SmackDown? She's been in a story with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville for like almost two months straight where she's picked up a bunch of wins. So oh, I shit. think it's unfair to say she's that Ember's been, been nothing. Two? Well, in that case, I stand by what I said. Okay, who else? Who else then? Charlotte, you want Charlotte? No, I want you to have done a much better job building up Ember Moon since she came back in February. That's what I want. I think when the match, I think Ember and Bailey has a much better uh, 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 shot at being a good match where no it's, one will be thinking of that while they're watching it. You're not hearing me. It's going to be a good match. I'm sure it's going to be a good match. What I'm saying is it deserves to have a much better build than it can possibly. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, the build didn't start yet, though. That's where my confusion lies. Well, it technically did. It started with the crowning of a contender that has done nothing noteworthy in at least a year and change. Right. Put by being put over by the current SmackDown Women's Champion who's been booked strongly all summer. Oh, she which be, already, she which be, already she helps her. Should be Bailey on Tuesday? No, but when Bailey stands in the middle of the ring and seeks out Ember, which also the audience popped for. I, I don't I mean I like Ember's work I think her promo sucks I'm not a big I'm not I like Ember Ember's here. work a lot I'm just letting think, you know that yeah. the crowd reaction makes me indicate that people are very excited for this match well good it's despite the way she's been treated look I like Ember uh, I like Ember a lot I like her gimmick a lot her aura her mystique and to your point well, of, what her, is her of her huh what is her gimmick then her her gimmick is that she's um mm-hmm. Well, just because I can't, I can't exactly put it into words right now that I'm on the spot that you just suddenly asked me what her gimmick is. She's, she's, it's, it's dark and mysterious, and it's unique. It's not something that 
I can just say she's, you know, the female version of this or an updated version of that. She's got her own unique kind of gimmick. She's a combination of a bunch of different gimmicks, which is awesome in my opinion. Um, but what I'm saying, what I was going to say is that you said that she's not good at promos. She shouldn't have to be. Her gimmick uh, screams, you know, not a talker. You know what I mean? More of a silent brooding type than a talker. That's what I was getting at on the point of her gimmick. She shouldn't. Everyone needs to be used according to their strengths and weaknesses. And you're right. That talking is not a strength of hers. So she shouldn't do it that often. That's all. You there? Are you gone? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think she should also talk either. But let alone, there she is. Talk him. Yep. All right. So we're still talking about raw, right? I mean, I have no more notes about raw. So if you have anything, you can go for it. All right. Um. Hmm. Oh, you want to talk about the Mike Canales thing? No, because we normally wouldn't, but because you have an opinion on it, we're going to. So please take the floor, and I will rebut. Okay. Well, I uh, am just absolutely appalled by the things that Maria has been being booked to say to her real-life husband, which are just unbelievably humiliating, degrading things that, to me, I mean, they haven't even been on TV. So it's not like you can argue... That like, oh, this feeds into their gimmick or it's part of a story. No, they've been jobbers and nothing on TV. And suddenly they are here and this. And I don't know. Mike Canales was just like a pretty big star outside WWE. I just feel like Vince is trying to stick it to him, honestly. And and it's not something where it's just my the way that I'm seeing it. This is something that Vince has done before, serially does. He, he singles somebody out. And he's punishing Mike Canales for being such a loyal employee that he's willing to endure this ridiculous punishment. You don't use he's 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 humiliating somebody under the guise of booking. I, that's what it is to me. You're using booking, which your only agenda in booking should be to try to make the most entertaining possible wrestling story, but instead you're using it for this ulterior or ulterior agenda of trying to shame this loyal employee. What's your rebuttal? My rebuttal is that um, it's been confirmed that this is not Vince McMahon's idea. It's Paul Heyman's idea. I find that very hard to believe. And I was arguing uh, this I online with somebody because I... I also lumped in Drake Maverick because I also think it's ridiculous what's going on with Drake. And they said the same thing about him. It's been proven that Drake Maverick has been coming up with this. And I got to be honest, I think you guys are playing fast and loose with the word proven. I don't know how you could possibly know for sure that that's true. Okay, well, because Paul Heyman has in interviews and in the past said that Maria is one of the most underwritten in tweets that are documented, which you can find online, because um, there's articles written about this exact thing I'm about to say, Okay, um, has said that Maria is the most underrated promo in the business and wanted the chance to work with her again. And when he started on Raw, she was one of the ones that he wanted to work with. They thought of the story together, and that is where this started. Did you ever notice why it suddenly randomly started when he the first Raw? The same Raw when the whole Lashley thing happened? I honestly didn't Lashley know if that was the first time it had happened or not. It was. That was the first time. Um, I don't know if Vince has any input. Maybe he does. Maybe he's making it more harsh. But my and I and I and I don't think you're off in your assessment. Yeah, this but is something that Vince has done before many times. Whether or not he's is, doing it in this, but time. Uh, but again, I'm almost positive that a Maria and Mike agreed to sign a new contract, which no one knew why, and I think they both agreed huh. in the same way the Gallows and Anderson 
agree to sign a new contract and suddenly they're in programming more often. Um, in the same way that Shinsuke Nakamura decided to re-sign, he's the uh, IC champion. I'm noticing a trend here um, that they, I think, were given the creative liberties because on 205 Live, which you don't watch, the same gimmick has been happening, just not on this live scale. Maria berating him, calling him his little her little bitch. This has been happening for months on 205 Live, by the way. So there's also Wait that. Wait a second. Which, which, well, that kind of shoots the whole Paul Heyman argument in the foot, no? No. Well, no, yep. because he's the one who decided to put it onto Raw then, because he's now in charge of Raw. He knew that they were being used. He knew there was a story there, so he took it and put it into a larger scale. Okay. Um, I think that they both are perfectly fine with it. I think Mike agreed with it. I'm not even totally crazy about it where I'm defending it happening. Of course. Because I, I could care less if, it, if I'm seeing it. That's what but I'm saying. With what you're saying, I don't, I don't agree with the whole, you know, you're acting like in wrestling there hasn't been character. Even with Jake Maverick, Santino, he was booked as, as an idiot but was loved by the fans. In movies, this happens. It's a TV show. You're going to have characters who are foils like this. Drake Maverick right. is great at it. He loves it. The fans love it. The 24-7 championship went from being laughed at in, in the beginning to consistently being the, high, the highest viewed segment on YouTube and the most God. lauded and critically acclaimed segments on Twitter and, and all of reviews. Ew. And I think it's by the strength of Drake Maverick and R-Truth. And you are definitely in the minority of the people who are not enjoying these segments. That's, that's The whole Mike Manella thing, I can I can... I can work with you with, but I will not on the 24-7 You stuff. stand by this fucking... You like you like these 24-7 segments. Let's start I do. there. I you enjoy they, I these 24-7 the segments. segments. I do. And, they're, and it's also confirmed that they're thinking of a lot of the stuff on their own. I mean, define confirmed for starters. Uh, well, R-Truth literally filmed things on his own with an iPhone camera. Like with scene oh, well, there's no shit. way to tell who's on the other side of the camera, but I'll take your word that it was his, that it was just on his own. Um, the internet is there, man. You I can mean, look up anything I'm saying. There's this, articles about this all of this stuff. This is stuff that Vince has always done. Okay, hang on. Let's. This is why this is actually a perfect representation of why the actor analogy does not work. In acting, actors play characters. In wrestling, Maria and Mike Canales are playing basically them their real life counterparts they're playing themselves so when mike canales gets shamed and gets told that he's you know couldn't impregnate maria but becky lynch is gonna have to that's not mike's character that he's portraying being told that that's mike canales being told that i guess that's the source of my issue you know what i mean that i don't because you're missing the entire point of wrestling so the undertake so mark calloway is really a dead zombie then no, Mark Calloway is not. Mark Calloway from the '90s, so when, when wrestling, when wrestling was, when Mark Calloway from whose gimmick is from the early '90s, when wrestling was category categorically a different thing than it is now. No, he's not a he's not a zombie in real life. Okay, so Randy Orton is really someone who is who is vindictive and likes to pump people in the head and give them concussions and 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 hit women and all the things that he's done. That's who he is in real life too. Not necessarily, but what's his name in real life? Just out of curiosity. Thought Randy so. Orton thought so. Yep. Hard to differentiate between the character of Randy Orton and the person of Randy Orton. But you've when never they, made when the they argument with Randy by, Orton when they both go by Randy Orton. But you've never made saying. the argument with Randy Orton. Is my point. You've never had an issue that he punted people in the head, and you never had an issue Wait, that he that no. he wanted to rape. I don't. Ha- I, I don't have an issue with Randy Orton now. What I'm saying. Why? Because what I'm you saying are is okay that people that. watching don't necessarily know to differentiate. 
what's the real, what's the fake, and that's why it's shaming Mike Kanellis and not shaming the part that he's playing. Okay, if this is a conversation about wrestling being real or fake, we need to move on real quickly because this is way too big for this podcast right now. Are you kidding? No, wrestling is stuff. scripted. What What do you mean? Oh, uh, yeah, I, precisely. Thank you for just disproving the last five minutes of your diatribe. That's it's all not. Scripted. I never. I never fake. said it wasn't scripted. Then, then none of this should be an issue. You're letting for your me, opinion it's not. You and I, viewing. you and I, for you and I, it's not because we can differentiate between the character and their real life counterpart. What I'm saying is that's why wrestling is so unique. It's not acting. It's not. You know, if it were acting, then guys would play different parts on different night. People are always playing the same part, and the part that's why that's why wrestling different Twitter, parts on different why, nights. That's what why, are you talking about? You know how actors play different roles. Like the one job they play one role, and then another job they play a different role. You know what I mean? Okay, wrestlers but there's also always shows, play one role, also and it's shows like Will and Grace that run for almost ten years where they play the same characters. So right, and those characters that they're playing are, can't be mistaken for their real life counterparts. Unlike in wrestling, is what I'm saying. Not that I would mistake them, not that you would mistake them, but when Randy Orton the character goes by Randy Orton in real life, there's an obvious uh, room for misinterpretation, room for misunderstandings, whether you want to admit it or not. Yeah, I, I okay. I'm, I'm gonna leave it there because I'm. I, yeah, we're making we're making zero progress as usual, but that's we are. Um, okay. Um, SmackDown didn't have a whole lot to it. Um, we kind of already talked about Randy Orton becoming the number one contender. Yes. Um, well, he's not the number one contender, but he will be. Spoiler alert. Okay. What happened? I didn't read what happened. Uh, with New Day versus Elias, Joe, Elias kind of is coming out. They're putting his character over more as like focusing on his wrestling and not the music. So he comes out to an entrance theme now. Um, he put himself in WWE title contention. Oh my god! So him, Joe, and Randy. I thought they were going to book a triple threat match, but instead they do a six man with New Day and Randy Orton pin Kofi Kingston. And I oh, think that okay. feud, if they acknowledge the whole stupid thing, which I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't actually. What whole stupid thing? So back when Kofi Kingston apparently was getting a push. Oh, I do. Sorry, yeah. no, but go ahead if, for the listeners I, that don't. Uh, ten years ago, Kofi was getting a push. Uh, Kofi Kingston botched a move, and Randy Orton in the middle of I don't know if he was doing painkillers at the time or he was not in a good place mentally because on live TV he called him stupid, and he was a heel, so like no one knew. Um, that I guess wasn't they right. He I guess they couldn't separate the character from the person. To, to pull this all together yeah um, that happens he um was very mad at him in real life and apparently the rumor is that backstage that's what halted kofi kingston's push so i think i don't know i mean if eric bush bischoff is running this he has a golden opportunity to have under his tutelage a amazing first feud that's rooted in like blurring the lines and orton i think has been great the last few years because he's kind of doesn't give a fuck and puts everything into everything but also goes balls to the wall that's yeah. why the aj orton stuff i loved all of that yeah. yeah yeah so i think it has a real chance to be really awesome yeah no it does have a real chance to be really awesome definitely. so i don't know if vince will let it go there but i mean the story is almost too easy to tell <laughs> um yeah. that now orton is the one who wants to stop kofi from finally getting to that point that he could have gotten to a decade ago well, or, or halted, because, I mean, he already is kind of there, right? Uh, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, just before I forget, because this happened in a six-man tag, we are going to have to have a larger, more in-depth conversation about this 
uh, initiative to not have wrestling during the commercials and how stupid their approach is. One of these weeks. We don't really have time now, but we I are going to really have to tear into it one of these weeks. Cause it's I just, mean, I'm welcome to do that, but I just I hate it, and I can't even imagine articulating it further than those three words. Well, yeah, honest. I want to – well, let's see. Maybe we, we should in the next couple weeks. I want to try to gather my thoughts, and, and maybe that will inspire you to collect yours as well. But it's just – it is just the opposite of – you know the opposite of what. Yeah, you, I you said would it when it first happened, and you didn't smart. know about it. I said it. Yeah, no, you, no, no, no. You're right. It's just it's so. It's just so. It's it's the op. It's I don't know. It's the opposite of how you would. They shouldn't even the the problem that they have is a non problem to begin with. But it's the opposite of how you would go about solving it if you were trying to do anything other than confuse and frustrate your audience. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um. um. We talked about Ember Moon being the number one contender. That match is confirmed. Yes. Um, and then there was uh, the WWE Town Hall segment. I don't know if you heard about this where uh, – I, I mean, Shane, I hate him. But, I mean, he was a really good heel here. I don't think I should be saying that because I don't want to see him anymore. But he at least it, – it, the segment worked for what they wanted it to do is to let wrestlers – after Kevin Owens mentioned a bunch, of, a bunch of wrestlers who aren't being used – he basically put the whole roster on the stage and let them come up one by one and talk to him. But then once they started being honest, he would say, okay, all right, that's right. enough of you. Um, but it still got Liv Morgan a match with Charlotte. They teased the character reinvention for Liv Morgan, which I don't know if anyone's clamoring for that, but at least it's talent that's not being used. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Owens looks good in all this because it's almost like he, in real life and not real life, is getting, you know, Buddy Murphy took the microphone, but then he's a heel, so he was like, I don't need Kevin Owens, and maybe that's a match next week. So it's opened right. up a lot of storyline possibilities, which I liked. Right. Um, and the characters were true to themselves. Charlotte was, like, sucking up to Shane. So, uh, I, 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 you know, Roman gave a really short, you know, you can kiss my ass about respect and all that stuff. So it, I, none of it was needed, but I think it worked <laughs> for what they were trying to accomplish. Shane yeah. McMahon then botched a stunner. It was awkward and awful. Um, yeah, Shane he, just, he just fell to his knees, and they're mm. obviously doing Kevin versus Shane at SummerSlam. Yep. And I really hope there's some stipulation like Shane's gone or something like that, okay. which I don't know why Shane would ever agree to that. But there has yeah. to be some sort of some sort of final stipulation on this. Oh my god, yeah. Um, yeah but that, that, should... that was SmackDown. It was it was it was a decent show. Okay, fair enough. KO should really be the one to get rid of Shane. I mean, Shane is overdue to be gotten rid of. But, and I guess now is as good a time as any. So I guess this kind of goes without saying, but just, you know, use it to further Kevin Owens because he was the one that got rid of Shane, which we all were clamoring for. Um, and so right now I have written down for SummerSlam, uh, the Universal, Seth versus Brock Lesnar, the WWE, Kofi versus Randy, KO versus Shane, Bray versus Finn, uh, SmackDown Women's Bailey versus Ember and the Raw Women's, which is the match that it is. What is it again, Jimmy? Becky and Natalia. Right. Becky and Natalia. Are there any matches I've forgotten so far that we no. can safely assume? Okay. Nope. Just three and then Orton and Kingston, which is most likely happening. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I This card could already be much better. Who would you have had win the Battle Royal if you were trying to have the most intriguing SummerSlam main event on Raw? I mean, it flies in the face of logic that he lost, but probably Cesaro. Wow, yeah, I, yeah that, would, that would be a really interesting match. Uh, not right now so much, but if you build Cesaro up as a, as a face, 
But I mean, you also have Heyman there, though. You have Heyman there to do all the work, so I don't even, in fact, think the fact that Cesaro hasn't been really winning a lot would matter. Yeah, but I think Heyman would do it. He's not a face, and he's not relatively big, so it's just you could. What I'm saying is, if you were going to do Cesaro versus Lesnar, you could do so much better with it if you just gave yourself more time to build it up. Is all I'm saying. I, I mean, I love the matchup. Yeah, but that's probably what I'd say. Okay, I would have. I mean, I really love the idea of Drew versus Brock. What about Drew versus Taker? Is that happening or not happening? Or we're waiting mm, next week? I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, Cedric Alexander beat him this past week on Raw, so I don't oh, see how that could possibly happen. God, what did you think when that happened? Um, I, I, uh, I. Hmm. I don't okay. know. Yeah. I, I, I guess they're going to do a mini program that Drew ultimately wins. I don't know. I think it's pointless. Yeah, it is totally pointless. He definitely shouldn't have lost, I thought, to Cedric Alexander. All right, I guess, is, that, is that a good place to put a pin in it for now? Yeah, I think so. Great. All right. Uh, thank you very much for joining us for Wishful Booking Extreme Rules Edition. My name is Liam McNulty. Follow me on Twitter at me up to 11. Uh, my name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can catch me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. And like us on Facebook and Twitter at Wishful Booking. Email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. Rate, review, share, subscribe. And we'll talk to you guys next time we talk to you guys. So long, guys. Later. Whatever I want gets lost in the process. Whatever I need gets swept to the shore. Are we moving up? Suspended emotion Or will it restore? Send us back to the start So